On this episode, we're talking about the importance of consistency in branding with Jason Landro from Nectar. And this was a, another great conversation. And he even shared his screen and walked through one of their clients and how clean and he went from listings to images to A plus to storefronts and just so consistent and how much that just impacted that brand's performance. It was a great conversation. It was, and it also gives you like comfort and trust as a, as a consumer. Uh -huh. And that's like when he was showing those examples and he did a screen share, like that's all I was getting. I wasn't even in the market for like a planner, but if I needed one, I felt comfortable buying from them because they took the time yeah. to create that message. Yeah, and I really learned a lot when he went through that flow. Uh, I could see where just per personally on some of my stuff, there's, there's some, it's a little bit jumbled compared to that flow. That was really, yeah. really consistent in terms of font, coloring, everything all the way through. Uh, so just great tips, great conversation, things that you can implement today uh, to your business to make an impact. So let's jump into the interview with Jason. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 139 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today, we're talking more about branding, and Chris and I are super excited. We've got Jason Landro on with us from Nectar. Jason, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. We're excited about to have you. We're, we're going to... We're, we're excited. You're going to share your screen later. We're going to talk about examples. We got everything. This is going to be really, really good. So we're we're excited to hear all about it. Um, but before we do that, for anybody who's listening that doesn't know you, doesn't know Nectar, you got the floor. We'd love to hear your background, sort of how you got into this space and then what you're doing now uh, with Nectar. Yeah. So um just for reference, Nectar is a Amazon marketing agency. We specialize in full account management, um, really for uh, brick and mortar retailers who are looking for a plug and play solution for Amazon um, that might not have really the internal marketing team and resources to scale on Amazon. Um, we also work with some larger private label sellers. Um, and I actually got into this, um, I'm, I'm actually a lawyer. Uh, by training education experience. Uh, now I get to say I'm a recovering lawyer. And uh, yeah, I, I, my friend from law school and his brother, um, or now my business partners, were they had they made a farmhouse lighting brand um, from scratch that they were making the lights in the US, cutting the wood with the CNC, assembling the lights, selling them on Amazon, and it really took off. And about three and a half years ago, my friend and now business partner Dan from law school school came to me and said, Hey, my brother and I were crushing it. We want to do more. Come join us. Um, so I did. And one of the first things we did was um, we started another company to sell kits of food on Amazon. And, you know, we were a little too confident at first. Uh, we picked unhealthy snacks and heavy competition. Um, and we, we lost a lot of money on that first product. Um, you know, a lot of people, they tell their success for stories and they, they gloss over the losses, but you know, we lost twenty, thirty thousand dollars on that first product. But we came back and said, you know what? Um, one of my partners and I were doing keto at the time. It's really like keto snacks. There's nothing on the market that's good offering. So we put it together. We we got a really good variety box together, and it took off. 
Um, we started adding some other products and you know, these suppliers were saying, Hey, how are you ordering so much from us? You know, you're, you're ordering what some of these national supermarket chains are ordering from us. Uh, you know, they knew we were selling it on Amazon and they said, Hey, can you take a look at our account? Can you help us on Amazon you know, selling our own product? And, uh, one of the companies was doing about $5,000 a month and three months, we got them to 60,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it just took off and we realized that we had something. Um, and so that's, that was the origin of our agency, which is today Nectar. Um, and yeah, we, we really place an emphasis on you know, brand branding, consistency and branding. And, and we really invest in that marketing flywheel. It's really the secret to our, our secret sauce. Let's uh, let's go back to that failure. I want to get into yeah. that a little bit. Like <laughs> 30, 25, 30K. So back up, you were selling like snacks, unhealthy snacks, like as a bundle? Yes, as a variety bundle. Yep. And like the irony was, um, I remember one time randomly, Ben Cummings showed off on his podcast. He's like, hey, this is a, a great example of how you show value in a variety pack. And he picked out, this, you know, this unhealthy snack box with Rice Krispie treats and pretzels, potato chips. Um, and he, he picked ours randomly and saying, we did a great job on the main image. Little did he know, we're just getting crushed. Uh, <laughs> in, in but, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was too competitive. There were just, there were already sellers with tons of reviews. Um, and then there was a shelf life problem mm. Um, mm. and Amazon was changing the requirements at the time we kind of got trapped in that so it was a disaster and then you transitioned into more of like a healthy like keto option. yeah and so you know one of the big things we get a lot of a lot of our clients have a lot of money so they'll say oh i'll just start this brand or that brand we go hold on wait a minute what do you know about selling this or selling that oh Weighted blanket. Somebody told you that's a great idea. Okay. Well, stop. What do you know about making a weighted blanket? What do you know about betting in general? Um, and you know, that's, that's where we learned that lesson. You need to be passionate about the product. You need to be able to offer something that really, you know, is a differentiator in some way, right? Otherwise you're just a commodity um, and that you need your brand to stand out. Um, and one of the, we, we were doing keto, so we understood what the pain points were, understood the different types of keto diets. And so our box was directed to the people doing kind of net carb ketos where you do a little calculation of carbs and fiber, which is some you know, people who are really intense on keto say that's dirty keto. But even within that, you know, we were able to offer uh, something of value to those people. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the whole story just because I think when you talk about failures, that's so that's so helpful to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you may not have gotten to where you got with keto if that hadn't have, if the previous venture hadn't have had struggles and you learned like you learned like shelf life issues on Amazon. That's not something you even think about hardly when you're getting started or that it's not going to move. Uh, and I mean, Chris and I were we're pretty open with mistakes we've made all the time on this podcast, just because that is a really good way to learn and to help others um, advance and show that you've got perseverance to push through for sure. Uh, yeah. But I want to touch on another point that you brought up in your story is talking about how 
uh, your agency's really focused on brick and mortar stores who now need to have an online presence. I mean, that's, that's an interesting subset. And certainly the pandemic made that quicker. You got to get on now because the brick and mortar wasn't going to work for, you know, months or whatever. Um, and that's an interesting consumer because they're very involved in the, or customer for you. I mean, they're, cause they're so involved in like the traditional business model of retail and on Amazon, it's very, very different. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I, you know, interesting just how those conversations that you have with your clients go when you're trying to explain to them things like the Amazon flywheel and moving up the rankings organically and spending, you know, advertising upfront at a loss, maybe to gain traction. It's really interesting. I'm sure those conversations that you have. Yeah. And one of the biggest obstacles that we encounter is, um, content creation, a lot of their content is geared towards a physical or paper catalog, which uh, doesn't translate well to Amazon. Um, so for many of our clients who their key accounts are Walmart or Target or major, you know, Home Depot, brick and mortar uh, retailers, um, we have to walk them through how to retake their photography so that, you know, their main image is is taking up 80, 85% of the frame and then the foreground, not in the background. Um, you know, we have to coach them on how to do all of that so we can put our best foot forward before we even get to doing the things like organic rank and, <laughs> and boosting it up. So um, yeah, it's we've definitely learned a lot about those nuances that don't necessarily translate one-to-one -one, um, between brick and mortar retail and uh, e-commerce. Um, and, but those things make all of the difference. We didn't touch on this earlier, but, uh, Nectar's an agency and we know our audience is sellers. Why would sellers need an agency? Like what does an agency give a seller that they may benefit from? Like what's the purpose? Yeah. So it's a great question. I want to kind of answer that broadly and, and come in. Um, to a more focused answer, you know, I'm a big proponent of you need to know how to operate your business before you can start delegating work. So if you're just getting started, you should work in your business and you should understand the ins and outs. Unfortunately, on Amazon, it requires so many uh, different areas of expertise between graphic design, SEO and copywriting, advertising management and operations. And the skill sets to deal with those four different things are so diverse um, so it can be a little tough and you have to, you'll have some growing pains and outsourcing some of the work. I, you know, I can't do a thing on Photoshop. I would never be able to do any graphic design. I have to outsource it, but, um, you know, it's good to know when I, I was a, a lawyer, I knew how to make copies on the copying machine. Believe it or not, there were a lot of lawyers in my firm that did not. I knew how to do my, my administrative assistant's job. Um, and I'm a big proponent of that, but then when you start to get bigger, um, you know you have to you have to work on your business instead of working in your business. Um, and you know, as I mentioned before, Amazon is very resource intensive. It's the most mature market, third-party marketplace. It's been around the longest. It's had the most development. Um, so an agency can really come in and support you in scaling. You now, if you have hundreds or thousands of products, it can be really hard.
I think we might have lost him, Chris. I think you're yeah. right. That's Sorry, right. I'll see if we get him back up. I think he's talking about the importance of having an agency where you can delegate some of those things off your task and off your plate so that the agency can do it and you can focus on better things. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that you and I talk about all the time. Hey, Jason. Hey, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, so you were talking about like you learned the process of your business. Uh, I'll let you take it from there. And then delegate. Yeah. And, and so as you scale up um, on Amazon, you have hundreds of SKUs or maybe, you know, you have more than 50. Um, it can be really tough to, to crank out all that content optimization without assistance. And, and that's where an agency can come in. You know, uh, you can a lot of the Amazon agencies in the space uh, charge in a way where they're incentivized to grow your sales. Um, that's where they make their money. And that's how we charge um, so that you know, they can make more money as you make more money. Sure. Um, as opposed to spending potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in overhead to staff advertising, full-time graphic design, copywriting operations. This is this is a concept that Chris and I talk about a lot. Um, you know, Slows is a advertising automation platform and it, the people that under, that have the best expectations and understand the value of what the system is doing are people that have spent a little bit of time in the trenches on PPC. You know, if you if you under if you know it, then once you see, then it's time to delegate it because you'll have a clear expectation, sort of, of what's possible, what it's going to cost. You know, the amount of work that's actually being done and saved from you. Um, I think I think it's a pretty good approach that you you bring up that it's good to good to know, like dive in and actually work on your business, but then start delegating it out. Yeah. Let's, let's now talk about branding. Uh, Cause I think, I think you come at it from a unique perspective as taking a, like a lot of your clients that you said, they're existing brands, but they've been basically promoting to buyers, not consumers, uh, a lot of their products. And so what are the steps that you're taking to sort of create a, cohesive, consistent brand? What what are the elements that it takes for that? Yeah, so the first thing that you need to figure out is who's your audience? Um, you know, fortunately, a lot of the companies that we work with have invested some money and time into market research and branding and are a little more mature. I know that's often not the first step for many private label Amazon sellers, but there are great tools that even Amazon gives you to start you off on that research with brand analytics, um, the, the um, demographic information, the market basket analysis. There are really a lot of great tools in brand analytics to understand who your audience is, right? So if your audience is heavily women, now your branding is going to be very different in terms of the colors, style, fonts, than it would be if it's heavily men or you know, you're, you could have a product for kids, but who's buying it, right? So mm -hmm. you, need, you need to show that you're a children's brand, but if it's all middle-aged moms, then you're, you need to also incorporate an element that speaks to them. Um, so first it's understanding who your audience is. And then the next step is to tailor your branding to that audience. And the third step is to make sure that your branding is consistent across Amazon. And the thing I say all the time, is e-com is so different than a physical store because the customers don't get to walk into the store and pick up your product on the shelf and feel how heavy it is and see its thickness and assess 
the quality, which is almost like a sixth sense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell if something's cheap or not when you're handling it. Um, on Amazon, customers don't have that luxury. They have to look at the quality of the aesthetic that you put in front of them and rely on customer reviews. So the big thing for us is when we, when we're in our sales process, we assess is the product line appropriately priced and is it a quality product? Those are two things as an agency we can't control. We can make recommendations about how to improve the product or the price, but we can't control at the end of the day, those two things. And we walked away from opportunities because they're too expensive or the products stunk. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you've got those two things in check, then you know you should be able to present a, an aesthetic that is consistent with your price point and, and differentiates you um, from your competitors. Do you, do you think early on, like when you talk about your keto product that, or keto brand that you launched, do you think that since you yourself was were actually the ideal customer for this product, since you were into keto at the time, that that gave you a huge upper hand in creating branding and a narrative that was attractive to the ideal customer versus what you were doing before? Yeah, um, I think it it helped us identify or create a product that was of value because we understood what was currently being offered in the marketplace and how we could improve upon it. Um, and that's why we were able to supplant. There were two other bestsellers at the time and we ended up overtaking them. Um, and it's because we created a box that was actually cheaper, more, you got more snacks um, and our branding was better. Um, so yes, definitely. It's, we understood the, what the consumer wanted and now, that's, we've kind of built that approach in our agency and trying, we actually have a whole branding part of our onboarding process where we really download our, our clients, you know, av uh, customer avatar and understand or avatars and understand how to market to them um, because it's, it's that important. So let's, let's talk about some examples. Yeah, I know that you want to show share your screen at some point and show us some of this. Let's let's talk about what. Why don't you? I'll, I'll let you take the floor here, and I'll try to uh, narrate a little bit for anybody who's listening on the podcast. But if you're watching live, uh, Jason's sharing his screen right now, and let's go through uh, what you want to talk about here, Jason. Yeah, I'll try to narrate as well. This is uh, giving me flashbacks of, of being in court and trying to describe for the yeah. record. <laughs> Yeah, so here, this is one of our, our clients. Um, some of our clients are, are okay with us showing off their work. This is one of them, and I'll show another one as well. Uh, we, we have some clients who want us to keep it confidential, but um, this is Orange Circle Studio. They make dated stationery for women. Um, they have a really fun vibe, as you can see, from mm -hmm. just above the fold um, with, with some of these planner covers. Um, so first of all, uh, you know we have this we're making it clear who the brand is, right? I know it sounds overly simple, but I come across stores sometimes where there's not even the brand name or anything about the business above the fold. Yeah, mm -hmm. am I in the right place? I don't know. <laughs> um, because you also have to keep in mind that there are a million Amazon associate links out there. You don't know how people are getting to your store. They're not just getting to your store because 
they click on a store spotlight ad or they click on your brand name uh, on the listing, there's a myriad of ways they can they can land on your your store. Um, and then, you know, the biggest thing that we do is try to make products have some to, to organize the store to make it um, really easy to find what you're looking for. Right? You don't want to send consumers down this complex shopping path. If they know in general, they have an idea of what they're looking for when they come on your store, you should make it easy to, to uh, make it easy for them to find it. I analogize to software. If you have to spend 10 clicks to get where you need to go in a software, you're not going to use that software. Mm-hmm. Uh, stores should be the same approach. You should be able to get where they need to go within a couple clicks. Um, so for this category, the way people buy planners is more or less by the format. Um, so you have weekly, monthly, wall, and desktop. Um, so that's how we've organized them. Um, and then they have individual collections. We've actually chosen to bro- break out subpages with each collection um, based on store spotlight ads. So here are the, the terms for the weekly planners are very different than the monthly planners. Um, so by having multi- three um, subpages, we can run targeted uh, ads based on those keywords, um, hmm. as opposed to running store spotlight ads for you know weekly planners, monthly planners, and desktop calendars, because the keywords that customers use to search for them are, are very different between those three. Um, and then in terms of the branding, you know, everything is consistent, right? So we, we went with a really fun vibe. Again, this brand is for women. So we have light floral colors, but it also, if you look, you go on this, the store, you'll see that um, just their, their covers are very vibrant. They have flowers or um, a lot of character. Um, and you know, we, we also made it really easy to get to the products. So a lot of what we see is, you know, Customers want to see the options and buy right away. So don't don't make it hard. I, I'll go on stores where it'll link to a different subpage and then link back. Don't reduce the friction. Make it easy, um, and you know, make it easy again for people to get where they want to go once they've seen a little bit. Um, so here we're just showing off the categories and then some examples of what sells. Right. So we know what people want, and then generally try to put our best foot forward with those bestsellers and store insights is a fantastic tool um, to, to figure out how to optimize your store and, and what sub pages you should be building and what products you should be featuring. Um, but all this creative we build is custom with these banners. Um, and then when you click in to these desktop calendars, you'll see that the branding is consistent, right? The, the colors are the same as they were on the homepage. The blocking is the same. And having some uh, slow internet today. Sorry, it's taking a little bit to load. The texts are all the same. Everything yeah, is the text is all the same. <laughs> and, um, you know, if we go on to this page, you know, you'll, you'll see that um, when we look at these infographics, um, a lot of people want to know how big is this, right? Um, the, the, the text is the same. The colors are the same, right? So there's consistency in branding as you go from, from each product, right? So um, again, when we go to the A+, the colors are the same, the branding's the same. Um, you know, we have a lot of the unique features. We actually optimize A-plus content for mobile. Um, 
we're cross-selling here with related products. Um, one of the big things that I see people do in A-plus content is they put too much information. Do you want to read? You want to do homework while you're shopping? No. You want it to be easy. You want it to answer your main questions and and make it easy. And one of the reasons I don't like shopping online is because sometimes I feel like I go down this this funnel of uh, or, or get lost in a rabbit hole of options. And I just want to know what is the best thing in the price range that I'm looking for, and does it solve my problems, right? And uh, and so that's really where people can get lost in A-plus content is just going into way too much detail. Um, so yeah, again, it's all about being consistent in the branding and making sure you're answering the common questions. This is a really nice store, product page, all that. Mm -hmm. Like it gives me trust. I, like if I need a planner, this brand is taking the time to create their message. I mean, it's, you're right. It's very consistent colors. There's no, I don't get confused. Um, I'm not like getting caught off guard with like different text or different colors. Like it's very, very similar. Everything's very, the flow is good. The funnel's good. Are you guys driving traffic to the storefront um, using PPC? Like how's that working out? Yeah. So we're doing a, a lot of different things. Um, so we're driving traffic to this Amazon store. We're using store spotlight ads. Um, we're actually even running Google ads on this account from yes. off Amazon. Um, and you know, obviously Amazon rewards you sending traffic from off Amazon onto Amazon because they make more money uh, and you pay for it. Um, yeah. So we're, we're using a lot of different approaches. We've really started uh, doing Amazon posts more and more. Um, we can see it, it can be a little inconsistent. Um, we try to mix up new products with older products. Um, we see randomly that the posts will just take off and get tens of thousands of views on certain accounts, but it, uh, we haven't really uh, figured out the secret sauce yet. And uh, it seems like Amazon's still building out posts, um, mm -hmm. but Amazon is heavily investing in stores, everything from the follow button uh, well, I should say that that they've created a little mini flywheel. The object of posts are to get you to the store. Then they want you to follow the store. And then once you follow the store, now you can email followers through customer engagement. Um, currently, it's only for new products. But um, I think Amazon's going to build that out more and more. Is that an area you guys have dabbled in with the email? Yeah, so the followers are relatively new. Um, so a lot of the stores, you know, that a lot of our stores have high hundreds or low thousands of followers. Um, you know, so I, I think it's going to take some more time before we really start to see a, a bigger lift as a result, but it's just, it's a trend that we see Amazon going in with releasing all these um, new resources that you can, that are, that are connected to the store. Um, and we're kind of waiting for them to, I haven't really updated how you can build stores for a long time. So I'm optimistic they'll improve that functionality relatively soon as well. Do you have any little tips or tricks, things that, that you do to increase the number of followers you get? Are you guys doing anything to like increase that following? Because uh, I know you have to, people have to actually click the button. Yep. You got to get them uh, there first. We've, we've done some things where it points to the follow button. Um, we haven't seen any meaningful difference. Okay. Um, I also think 
quite frankly, Amazon needs to do a better job of promoting what that means. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're trying to figure that out, to be honest, in terms of informing the consumers, hey, if you right. follow the store, this is what you'll get. Um, I think I received one marketing email about it from Amazon. So because they're investing in all these things that are connected to the store, I expect them to push that more and in a better way. So I'm going to echo Chris, what we've been looking at uh, and for anybody who's listening, I mean, it is very consistent, cohesive. We went through, we went through their storefronts to their listings, to their images, a plus content posts. Everything has the same theme fonts, colors. Um, it, it really does. It may I mean, this is a way I feel like uh, e-commerce sellers can make themselves look like, huge brands uh from the past you know like because you typically you'd see that with like a nike or something like that where everything is cohesive my question to you is where do you start okay a brand comes to you uh, obviously this is there is a lot of planning and layout before you're making one picture one font because I can imagine the worst thing that happens is you start working on all this and then you're like, oh, we should change the theme a little bit. And now you've got hundreds of pictures uh, and everything. You got to go change everything. So what is that? Like, what's the first thing? Your voice, color, what is it that you're going for and then building yeah. off of? So I referenced earlier, we have a whole process where we do actually a series of branding calls um, with our new clients. Or, you know, we also build stores on a project basis. So sometimes people come to us and say, hey, build out my store. We do the same thing. Um, so they, they have a series of meetings. They fill out some questionnaires. If they don't have a style guide, we actually build one for them um, so that we're all on the same page in terms of, hey, what does your brand look like? What are the colors? What are the hex codes for the colors? What are the mm -hmm. primary colors, secondary colors? Um, so we, we get that locked in we often or we we ask for examples of what they like um what do they want their brand to look like um so we make sure we understand their vision as best as we can and we also communicate some initial rough drafts to make sure that we're going in the right direction because early on we made the mistake that you're talking about one too many times actually more than once is one too many times and we made it many times where we'd get pretty far along and a lot of stuff wasn't right or, or wasn't what the brand envisioned. So we really went back and systematized our process to make sure that we were on the same page you know, as much as possible from, from Jump Street. And obviously if you're on the flip side and you're, you want it to get done quickly and efficiently, it behooves you to make sure that you're communicating clearly and, and you know, being, on the same page with your service provider so that you don't have to waste time going back and fixing things. When you do post, when you're doing post, because I know this is still kind of a newer area. I mean, it's been out for a while, but people are still trying to figure it all out. Is there like a schedule or, or can you just throw a whole bunch of posts together at once and kind of like spray and pray? Or do you need to do like two at a time, two a day, three a day? Is there you something have, that you got to do? You can schedule them out so you can uh, do them in advance, which is nice. Amazon just doesn't release a lot of data on them yet. Um, I think they're testing where they appear. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that they'll eventually try to monetize posts. Yeah. Um, they don't release any sales-related data. 
um, just engagement data, like uh, views or impressions, views, some of the click data, I think, um, but no sales. Um, so they took it out of beta and, and rolled it out to everyone in brand registry. So that usually means they're committed to it. Um, and I think right now it's free, so you have really nothing to lose. Um, but yeah, we, we see, like we've had accounts where you get 40,000 clicks on a post and then the next post, it's like a couple hundred. And like, what is the, how that happen? <laughs> yeah. What, what about, okay. So I, I like to keep going back to this flow of how you set things up. So once you've sort of established your theme, your overall theme colors, font, the whole, once you've done that, what what area are you attacking first? Are you like making sure like the packaging and the product itself fits that brand that you're creating? And then does it go listing and then storefront or are you working backwards? What What's the order that you lay yeah. this out, this branding out? So, that's a great question. I'm a big proponent and our, our agency operates this way of, of the 80-20 rule, um, the 20% of your your SKUs or even lower on Amazon will drive 80% or more of your revenue. Um, and, and so that you should really um, focus your efforts there first. And to me, that means you should focus on above the fold on the product detail page. So your main image, your titles, your, your secondary image, all, all the way through your, uh, the, all the rest of your images and your copy, right? because you need to get people to click into your listing. And then what they see is above the fold, whether that's on mobile or desktop, um, and you want to give them the confidence to purchase. So that's where I would suggest putting the resources first, if you have to make a choice, um, because that should give you the most return the fastest. And I would focus on the top tier of your catalog as well, because it can be, you can double the time to do your, or triple the time to do your whole catalog. If you focus on the top 20%, you can spend less money, you can get it done faster, and it's going to have an outsized impact compared to everything else. And then, and then you move on to the storefronts and the A plus and all that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah. This and, is. And it also depends. Like we we have stores that are doing six figures a month, Amazon stores, just from the, the store traffic, as you can see the attribution and in store insights. So, you know, mm -hmm. to, it also depends where we get the account um, and, and whether it's in season, out of season. So oftentimes we'll, well, we have a, a strategy call in the beginning and we figure out how do we prioritize the work. But I think as a general rule, um, you want to make sure that people are clicking into your listings and have the basic information and confidence they need to purchase. And once you've done that, then you need to assess, okay, am I getting a lot of traffic on my store? Well, if not, then why would you focus there first? You know, you want to clean up the product detail pages. If you are, then maybe you focus on, on the store. So I, I think you have to put all the factors out there and, and weigh them a little bit, uh, but try to take a pragmatic approach. Do you do you also help out with like their their own websites and their social media marketing? I'm assuming, obviously, you want all that content branded in the exact same way and same messaging. Yes. So um, 
we've been very fortunate to, to grow and, and have a lot of success. And a lot of our clients really liked what we were doing on Amazon and asked us to do more. So we've actually, um, this year, started to build out websites, manage all the traffic from Google, social media marketing, Pinterest, email marketing. Um, so it's a newer initiative for us, um, but, but one that we're very, very excited about um, as well. And, and it, you know, between Amazon and the proprietary website, those are, can be the two biggest drivers on e-com typically. Um, so it's exciting for us to be able to have more control of, of the flywheel and kind of using Amazon as a lead gen to pull people to the website. Who do you find is your ideal customer? Like who's your ideal, who's your ideal Amazon seller? Somebody that needs help and they don't really know it. They just need somebody in their corner with them. Who's your ideal customer there? <laughs> so that's funny. Um, it's those, those people are actually harder to sell because they don't understand the value. Mm -hmm. We, I would say it's two main factors. One, it's companies that they're established, you know, for us, we basically, we charge a base fee and, and then get commission as we grow the sales. Um, and early on, we weren't able to do that. We just charged straight commission. We had a bet on ourselves. We were new. And uh, we ran into what's called a moral hazard problem where people weren't incentivized or people weren't incentivized to pay attention. So if it wasn't a priority, they didn't give us the inventory. They didn't, you know, they just didn't do the bare minimum and we couldn't grow the sales. Um, so now we'd like to work with companies that they're committed. They want to make Amazon work. They're willing to dedicate the inventory. Um, and then we find that we're a really good plug and play solution because we cover all of those bases. Um, a lot of Amazon agencies are just focused on advertising or they have a pretty small team, so they can only handle so much. Um, we, we like to work with companies where they've got their product figured out. They've got the retail distribution figured out, but they, they don't really know much about marketing. Um, and a lot of them have tried their hand at Amazon, but just haven't gotten anywhere. So they understand that it's a lot of work. Um, so we don't have to convince them that all this work we're doing is, is a value that can, could definitely be a disconnect for a lot of people mm -hmm. that don't understand that actually how much work it is. There's a lot of companies out there just like that, mm -hmm. that, that you're describing your ideal customer <clears throat> where they're just not, they're not in the Amazon space yet and they're, but they have their client base. They've got, you know, good distribution. There's a lot out there right now. Uh, it's good. So on that note, for anybody who's listening to this right now, that's in that position that likes what they hear that loves. I mean, I, I really did like that example you showed. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was slick all the way through. There's so much work involved in that. Like it looks like, oh, you showed us four pages of stuff, but there's so much work that goes into designing and developing what you laid out there. So anybody who's listening that would like to work with you, let them know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, um, so feel free to uh, submit an inquiry on our website. Um, it's www.think, like think about it, nectar, N-E-C-T-A-R.com. Um, can also contact me, Jason at thinknectar.com. We we couldn't we got beat out by the the mattress brand I think on nectar.com. So uh -huh. I'm gonna get a little creative. I like that though. Think nectar. That's good. And we we'll put that uh, link in the uh, show notes as well and the descriptions everywhere else. 
yeah, but I encourage everyone uh, who's listening. If you're if you're in that position right now, um, definitely reach out to Jason and the team at Nectar. Jason, we got to get you back on again. Uh, that that was really fun to talk about. That that was a unique look at the full scope of branding. And now that we know, I mean, we know you you wear a lot of hats. So you do a lot more than just that. So we'd love to have you on. We, we could we could talk about anything Amazon. We love it. So yeah, let's do it. We'll get you back on. But yeah, thanks for joining us. That was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. Cool. Well, everyone listening. Go check him out at thinknectar.com for sure. We'll have him back on for another good time. And also, if you're listening and you like content like this, you you like to hear cool new concepts, cool people like Jason talking about how to do better in this e-commerce world, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us on. Uh, if you'd rather watch us as we go live or watch the recorded videos, you can follow us on Solozo's Facebook page, Solozo's LinkedIn page, and the Solozo YouTube channel. Subscribe to those as well. Like us, turn on notifications so you get notified when we go live, and you'll see all this uh, this content that we are putting out. Additionally, if you're uh, selling on Amazon right now and you're struggling with your PPC and you'd like an automated solution, go to solozo.com right now. You can book a demo. You'll get either Chris or I on that call. We'll show you how Solozo can help you optimize your advertising and talk about anything at all about Amazon. If you need help with your branding, we're going to send you straight to Jason. Go to uh, Jason. And then, then you come back and we'll talk about advertising. Uh, but anyway, everyone, make sure you do that. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Jason. We'll see everybody next time. Have a great day.